Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And my name is Gabrielle. And this is episode 2 of season 2 and as it's titled called The Book Fair. As you all remember when we were in, or maybe not all, but I know I remember and it's a, I've been seeing the rounds of uh, memes and things of that sort, hence the reason why it came to mind. But when we were in school, I'd say within the 90s and early 2000s, we had the, the pamphlets that would come in from the Scholastic Book Club. I remember when they would pass them out and they were just like the cheap circulars that you would get in the in the mail. So they were just like the cheap paper and it would have like the order form on the back of what you would mark off each of the books that you want to get. So when they would hand them out, it would be, I would be super excited. It's almost, it's a catalog. And we all remember catalogs, the Sears catalog, the JCPenney catalog. They don't have them around anymore. And we would go in, especially around Christmas, and you get to pick out the things that you really, really want. And you can highlight, circle, whatever it was that your parents would give you to say, this is what I want. And then, you know, you wake up Christmas morning and you find out which ones your parents decided to get you. Um, This is kind of the same type of feeling. You would have this little pamphlet that was like four pages. So it's like the one page back to front. And you would go through it and you would circle the things that you would want. Now, my mom was always part of book clubs. So she would have the sci-fi book club, the sci-fi book club, double day book club. There was a couple other ones that were specifically for arts and crafts, knitting, crocheting. We have so many books that are just art stuff or um, just your basic book that you know that you would have gotten uh, as your monthly delivery of these books so it's like stuff that you might not necessarily read but they were part of your subscription and you know you paid for what you kept and my mom mainly kept majority of the books that you would get so for the scholastic book club you got to pick you know the ones that you wanted to buy and Again, like my mom being that avid book collector and reader, she would also go through the uh, pamphlet and order form to see which one sounded interesting to her. And then obviously like go through some of the stuff that I might have picked out. And then once you went through all of that and, you know, your parents would give you the little order form in the back. And I actually put a picture of the order form and stuff within the uh, podcast cover. So if that doesn't bring back memories, I don't know what will. So they would give you the order form. My mom would always give it to me in an envelope along with the check for, you know, whatever it was that we were buying. And in a sealed envelope, and it would say for, like, Scholastic in my name and grade. So... <laughs> So you bring in that order form and it's probably the only thing that never got lost or mangled within your book bag because I was never one to hide anything from my parents. A report card or bad grades or just grades in general, I didn't didn't care. Uh, Like I said, school was sort of like a offhanded thing for me. It wasn't 
what my life was entailing. Granted, I did, I obviously learned some things while I was at school, but all that I remember from school is the bad times that I had. So, you know, if I had, if I got a bad grade, I would just be like, hey, look, I failed this. So, and speaking of which, uh, kind of like a side note, my teachers, not all of them, but a good portion of them, if you got a bad grade, they wanted your parents to sign it. So they knew that they saw the grade. So this is before parent portals and, you know, being able to just log on and see what, you know, what things have been submitted and not submitted. Back then you could hide things. <laughs> you could just, well, I don't know what they're talking about. I didn't fail anything. I don't know. I don't understand this grade at all. I, f- I passed with flying colors and I did all of my homework. The teacher's wrong. <laughs> no, not so. I would get my my uh, tests signed. It didn't matter. And like I said, I didn't hide anything. It wasn't anything that I would just like shove to the bottom of my book bag and just let it waste away until the end of the year. And then when I cleaned out my book bag, I'm like, oh, there's that failure. <laughs> I remember, in, and this is the only reason why I'm bringing it up, because I remember in... I think it was seventh grade. Originally, I thought it was eighth grade, but it was seventh grade because I nearly failed that grade, like I said in one of my other podcasts. And my one teacher, my one social studies teacher, Miss Cryan, um, I got like a, it's a 67, so I failed it. I got a nice big F. And she gave it to me, and they, she wanted it signed. And I think she would give you like, three strikes and like that's that and if you don't get it signed then you get a detention and I brought it home I showed my mom she knew it we know what it was and I think I might have asked her I can't remember and I just either I forgot to get it signed or my mom forgot to sign it it's not that I like I didn't show her I didn't care and didn't give two shits about my grades and I never got punished for my grades I know like parents back in the day were very like could be sticklers with what the grades you got and my dad probably would have been a little bit more strict with it if my mom wasn't there to be like she's having a rough time let her be she will just you know she's my mom was just more of like that you know let let things flow I'm so much more harder on myself now than I ever was especially like in class because mainly because I'm paying for it and it's not like my parents didn't pay for it. I went to a Catholic school, so they paid quite a bit of money. And so I'm sorry now that I'm seeing it on my end because I still ha- I have I have loans that I have to pay eventually. So now it's just like if I get, I think my lowest grade in uh, college currently was like a B minus. And if I so badly want to redo the class, but they won't let you redo a class unless it's a C or lower. And I'm like, well, this is pretty much a C. I need, I can't have this. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so Miss Cryan was like the third time. She's like, Gabrielle, did you get your test signed? No, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll make sure. And it didn't dawn on me that um, that it was the third time. And she's like, and like very serious. She always was very serious when she got to them. She's like, oh, okay, then you get a detention. And I, my heart dropped because I never, ever, ever had a detention. I wasn't one, to, I didn't talk because I didn't talk to anybody. I had no friends. I wasn't a jokester because I didn't talk. <laughs> a lot of it just centered around the fact that I didn't talk or do anything. So there was no reason to which you need to uh, administer some punishment. 
the only the only times that I've ever had moments where I had to speak to somebody was when I was in my English class in again seventh grade and I was in a group with a couple of girls all but one that I never didn't like you know and anytime I tried to make any type of like input with the progress because it was a group I hated group projects hated them I like to work in groups I can do that but if I hate majority of the people that are there no I'd rather write a memoir or dictionary in in lieu of working in a group so they consistently didn't like want any of my input and like if I changed anything or if I thought needed to be changed they would just be like you don't know what you're talking about because you're stupid and I, we don't like you for whatever reason so I just didn't do anything anytime we had to meet in the group I would just sit there and be like okay fuck it I'm not doing it that they obviously said something because they did all of this work and I didn't do anything uh understandably so fine I didn't do anything I didn't just I don't deserve the grade that you got because I didn't I wasn't on the I wasn't able to actually put anything into it so the teacher came up to me um, when we had like a movie day or whatever, and she's like, so, and she was, I really liked her, Mrs. Lyons. Um, she was a great teacher. I actually really liked her a lot. And I told her, I'm like, I told her the circumstances. I'm like, I tried, and I just don't get, I can't handle these people, and I just don't want to work with them. So I was able to do a written assignment, and I'm like, okay what do you want me to write about how many pages let's do this <laughs> you know so um so I'm very very happy that she accepted that and I hate I still I still don't like group projects personally back to the detention I got a detention I was sick to my stomach all day because I was like oh my god and I I still find giving a kid a detention why well, obviously now it's not not that big of a deal because like you like I said the teachers you have the portals now that you can go on and see all of the grades but back then uh, I understand that they were trying to like you better show your parents or there's consequences okay some some kids that might be something to me it wasn't like I'm like fine I'll show I don't care but I just genuinely didn't remember or my mom didn't remember so I served this detention I ended up doing my homework uh while I was on detention which is probably the soonest I ever did homework ever because usually I did it on the morning of in homeroom or just wouldn't get done because that was me. Uh, I am still a procrastinator, but I do get things done. Thank you for that side rant. Now we're going back to the uh, actual thing about scholastic books. So you would make sure that envelope with that with the order form, the check or whatever it was that your parents gave would get to the teacher so you would get those things because it was like it was like Christmas or your birthday uh, when those orders came in it was the best day ever when they're like okay we got your orders and you, you could see them when you would like I think it was like when we would come back from like lunch or recess they would have their deliveries and it would be like towards the end of the day mainly because I believe that they didn't want you to be farting around with your whatever it was that you got most of the day because you know that I know I would have so um so when it would come in I just it would just you could see them and I'm like oh my god I know one of them's mine we my mom always ordered every time we had those so I always had like a stack of stuff it was great and because I would also get not just books but it would have like the fun mad libs or um something else that was 
interesting because I I wasn't a big reader when I was in school and mainly it was because I, we were forced and I know most kids nowadays still have a, um, a summer reading list and books that you have to read throughout the the year and anytime it was forced on me a book even if it was good because <laughs> I, I I've just reread Fahrenheit 451 and that was one of the books we did have to read I did read it then and I loved it then along with like Animal Farm and uh, 1984 there was a book called The Hatchet I hated it it was the longest most boring book ever I I understand that these had like the Caldecott um awards and they were like your the the staples of what you needed to teach in school I hated having it forced on me because majority of the time that's not where my interests were they they didn't lie in those forms of of writing at the time there are some books that I went and revisited that weren't as bad as I remember them because I was just very much of a like I'm gonna buck the system I hate everything (laughs) you know, just, I didn't want to read. I didn't want to read what they wanted me to read because I found it to be very, very boring. So I know that might sound kind of counterintuitive of me because you're supposed to, if you want to become a published writer, you need to read to know what's out there, the language that people are using, how things are done, how the book is laid out, and, you know, just to get gain experience in other, like, really good, really well-written books. So I did a lot of that in these in the last 15, 20 years, but not um, in school. It was definitely not in school. And even though I loved writing in high school, I wasn't a big writer in, in grammar school. I was uh, didn't really have much of an interest of anything uh, in, in elementary school. Uh, I, I didn't really find a lot about myself until the high school time of uh, you know where my interests and passions were. Yeah, I was, so even though I had all these books in this orders from the Scholastic Order form, (laughs) I didn't, I probably didn't read any of them unless they were, I did have like stuff that was on mummies, uh, Egypt, anything that was kind of educational. I I found anything uh, geographic or um, even, I I actually did, I I, I lied, I did want it to, I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was in like middle school like towards going into high school I knew I I just loved history I loved learning about it I loved finding new things out about it like how the people lived back in the day and and I'm not just talking about 20 years ago I'm talking about like hundreds of thousands of years ago um I still am interested in it it's just um I found where I could uh direct that that flow of passion into uh, research, writing, and communicating rather than it just being archaeology, although it is still, like I said, an interest of mine. Even though I wasn't a big reader back then, I'm happy that my mom did purchase the books that she did because I did revisit them later on. And I would say um, 50% of the things that we did buy off of Scholastic, I still have. The other 50% either got ruined uh, we did have a lot of, um, when we packed things away in our basement, we had water damage. So a lot of things got tossed or left when we when we left. So I didn't really keep um, everything, but I did keep 
I think I kept enough. If I kept everything, I we wouldn't have been able to move into where we are now. There's just not enough space. So yeah, so that's definitely changed in me. Like being a reader, being interested in different dynamics and different types of writing. Even though I wouldn't, I usually gravitate towards fantasy, fiction, um, not very much into like uh, true stories. I kind of just want to, I want to live in a fictional world. True story is reality and I live it every day. I don't need to read about it. <laughs> I do have autobiographies and biographies because I, the ones that I do have, I find those, those individuals interesting enough to read about there's a new um there's a new book that came out last year by brent spiner Spiner, i think it's spiner um brent spiner that played data in star trek next generation and it's called fan fiction you should definitely check it out because if you're into like star trek and stuff like that it's a must read so there's my uh little plug for him <laughs> oh and what i I just recently uh, took a drama class, so I because I decided to add English as a minor. I have to, I had to take some more English classes, which is fine because English, English and anything creative writing and history are my favorite my favorite uh, subjects, and so I, I took this drama class. And at first, I'm like, do I want to take this because it was about plays, and it's not that I don't like plays. It's just that the plays that they're going to choose are going to be Shakespearean plays. And I'm not saying I don't, I don't, not, I do not like, <laughs> it's not that I, I um, don't think that Shakespeare is a pivotal person to read about. It's just that I did it enough in school. I read Romeo and Juliet Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I remember. But it's just like, I don't need to read anymore. I don't need to read much into it. So we ended up doing Hamlet, which is fine. Because the way that this teacher came at it is that we weren't going to read it. We were going to watch different versions of the stage play. So uh, we watched the Kenneth Branagh version, which it's a four hour long. It's uh, like a, they didn't abridge it. It was the whole length of the play because a lot of the time they will cut out because it's a very long play but Kenneth Branagh did the whole thing four hours long and I watched it and it was okay it was you know it, it wasn't so bad but I really enjoyed the fact that they went and he wanted us to watch it because and he agrees in the fact that Reading about it and seeing it being played out are it's two very different things, and I agree. And because we got to see a couple of different versions, uh, that seeing it played out and how it was brought to life, and you weren't breaking every little thing down, you were just kind of discussing it. And it was I really enjoyed that that class, and it gave me a I really liked watching it, uh, and then having the some aspects of it discussed and seeing how people viewed it because and the way that the, the professor came about it was that there isn't a right or wrong opinion about these uh, plays it's how you see it and how you enjoy it 
Because if you start picking it apart and telling people, no, well, this is what this means and this is what this means, you start disliking it because maybe that meant something different to you. And I really liked that he took that into consideration and saw it in a different light and that like you are going to see it differently than the next person. Let me just tell you that um, we'll get back into the scholastic thing. Uh, go and check out the 1990 movie uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or Are Dead that has Tim Roth, Gary Oldman, and Richard Dreyfuss in it. It was great. I It's a comedy, drama comedy, uh, about the the Hamlet, and it was just, it was just really awesome. I didn't know what to, to expect with it, but awesome movie. Uh, definitely check it out. So besides books from the Scholastic Book Club, they also had like, you know, they actually did have some toys and things of that sort, but that was like all educational. But because this was like mid-90s, it's when the, the PCs, the personal computers were coming out and it was becoming more um, available to the individual. So they started to have the um, Discovery uh, CD, CD-ROMs that had... Um, the one that I really, really liked and I still had was the Nile Passage to Egypt. It was so cool because you would travel down the Nile and you would stop at different areas and you would talk to people. Granted, it was like old time PC graphics, but you got to see like pictures. They would play like Egyptian music and it, it's so it's educational, but it was interactive educational I, and I can't couldn't go to Egypt at the time so this was the closest thing we were going to get to it and you look at it now and I know that you can see YouTube videos that have like a 360 view of certain things they had the VR that you can uh, travel and like Google Maps stuff you don't (laughs) you don't have to leave your living room anymore or your computer room so much more immersive now so if you look at these old 1995 CD-ROMs that show you pictures of the the pyramids or um the sphinx it's just like well yeah i can go look at a picture of it that's in 4k now so it's okay so it might not be as cool to kids now but it was definitely an awesome experience in 1995 and i still it still holds a special place for me um having that but i think the biggest thing was and I'm still trying to find one that I can work on my computer. So I need like a um, an emulator because it's an old disc. A lot of old games, unless you can get them like from good old games that are... Sorry for all, all this paper. I have my notes. They Goodoldgames.com, so GOG.com, will have old games. So I have like Ghostmaster on there. And that's from 2000. It If you had the disc, first of all, my computer doesn't even have a... a cd-rom reader anymore it's there's really no need for it um i do actually have a c a disc reader and i have a blu-ray uh recorder as well somewhere i just don't have it in my computer i didn't install it besides the fact that i don't have a disc reader i will it i have windows 10 and this worked off of um, majority of them were Windows 95 or Windows 98 depending upon when you bought it and when the new si- the systems came out so the, but the biggest one that I loved that we got off of Scholastic was 
Team Extreme Operation Was a Disaster. And then they had a subsequent sequel called Operation Eco Nightmare. So back in those days, when they were coming out with uh, PC games, they had the interactive games, but they also had actors, real-life actors. So if you like rem- remember Command & Conquer, there was another one that's Frankenstein that had Tim Curry in it. So they were playing characters within the game, and it was them. So you had like uh, cutscenes that were like movies. And then you had them standing within the interactive room that you might be in. I still find that to be pretty awesome, even over the graphics that we have now. I don't know why, but because you have an actual person rendered inside the game, sort of, uh, and you're like interacting around them and they'll like talk to you and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I still find that pretty cool. Like, I wish they kind of did more of that, and I think they they did do like a remastered Command and Conquer. I don't play that game, so I'm not as familiar with the um, the new versions that have come out over over the years. So I'm sorry to those who play it. I do have it, just don't play it. Uh, anyway, so I love that game, and I'm still looking for it so I can play it on my computer because. I loved it so much. I learned so much about, because uh, it's Operation Weather Disaster, so all about the weather. I uh, used to know, and if, if I saw it again, I think I could probably um, gain the knowledge again, but um, converting Fahrenheit to Celsius in reverse, because you had to, in order to unlock one of the doors, you had to know uh, what it was, six degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit, and they would give you the equation to figure it out um i knew i kind of still do know like the different types of clouds they the different types of snowflakes and at what temperature those snowflakes would come down and uh the barometric pressure it was it was just great and the guy who played the weatherman excellent like excellent (laughs) and so funny like and they had he came back in uh the eco nightmare I played Eco Nightmare for a little while because I did buy it, but um, I did uh, not as much and not multiple times like I played Weather Disaster. So I like again, like I said, I I had the original CD for a very long time, and I'd say, all right, well, I guess it would be a while ago now, like eight years ago, eight to ten years ago. <clears throat> I was cleaning the living room in our house, and I found the disc broken right beside the uh, baseboard heating and our chaise lounge that we had and I'm like what the hell is it why is it here and why is it broken I don't know how whoever got it and I want to say it was probably probably my son because he would have been like five at the time must have had it broke it and hit it because he didn't want me to like know he broke it I don't I or maybe not maybe it was just in a pile of crap that was shoved around which is quite possible in that house everything it was a a pit (laughs) an abyss anyhow so I was very upset then they got me a new copy of it but I could never get it to work for the computer so I still have eco nightmare I don't believe I have weather disaster anymore I'm not entirely sure and if I did I don't have it with me now but again it won't work on my computer and I don't have a disc reader to to actually install it 
so I'm, lo- I'm on the lookout. If anybody knows <laughs> where I can find it, they do actually have a um, a page available on Good Old Games that says Team Extreme Operation Weather Disaster, but it's not available to download because otherwise then I could play it. I think I wrote to them and I'd be like, you need to get this game, please. So yeah, you can get all these educational games. And so besides the books, these were all very fun and exciting things to look forward to. And like I said, when you would get those piles of things, it was like Christmas and or birthday, some holiday. You were just getting things. And I'm not entirely sure what the frequency was, but I was looking it up earlier and it says they do it five times a year, which I guess would make sense because you wouldn't do it over the summertime. The kids aren't in school. So you would get it like every other month. That makes sense. That's a lot of books. And I'm fairly certain that's the reason why we have as, we had as many as we did. Because like I said, my mom would go a little crazy. So besides the Scholastic Book Club, you would have the ever popular book fair. And even if you weren't into books, you were able, your parents would give you money. And you were able to go through and buy and pick out the things that you wanted and buy it. Now granted, within the means of that whatever money that they gave you. So it was just in that instance alone, it was it was an awesome feeling to have that freedom to be like, I have money, I'm going to pick something out, and I'm buying it. It is my decision. There's a lot of power in that. <laughs> I remember they would, I don't know how they would do it in any other school because I've only been to the one school and for all of my entire life, sadly. And they had, they would usually have it set up in the library and the the one that I remember was the library that we had out in the trailer in the parking slash recess area. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember any like I don't know if they ever did it in the library in the main building. And I think they might have done it in another room. I don't know. So the only one I can actually like visualize in my head was the one that they did in the trailer at the library. So what they would set everything up like in front of and on the shelves that had the library books. So library books would be put in like, you know, like a bookshelf and they would have the scholastic books on sale facing outward and you can see the cover. And then they would have, I, I think scholastic provided some displays. So they would have like a display or two with things that they could set out. And then they have like the tables that they would have everything set. It was like, a magical moment when you would walk in and you would hope you were like within the first few groups because they would call you in by groups because I don't know if they would give you anything in advance to let you know what would be available for that book fair but you you wanted to have like that first dibs on like the cool stuff now considering my mom spent I don't know how much money on the scholastic order forms that they would consistently give five times a year but anytime the book fair came, I swear I was gypped. Now, I don't know if she did, it's because she didn't trust me with the money or she just didn't have the cash to give me or she would forget it was that day. I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember all the details. But I know that, like, I would say I was given, like, a $20 bill. Now, back in the 90s, $20 could get you a little bit more than what $20, $20 can't give you diddly squat now, really. It's kind of like the equivalent of um, like 25 cent comic books. Nowadays, it's like, what, five bucks to get a comic book? It's, you know, economy, right? So I just felt like I really didn't have a lot and I had to be wise about how I was going to spend it. And, and of course, like 
me being not the biggest reader it would wouldn't be novels it would be I think it was dead and buried frozen or something like that and of course like because I was really loved all that weird stuff mummies things and whatever and it was about the uh, people who died up in um, the Antarctic down in the Antarctic excuse me and I forget where exactly but they were they died and they froze so they they were like permafrost and so they pretty much have preserved so there was a whole book about that and uh, shipwrecks I also had a book about sharks because I loved sharks I still love sharks I would never go swimming with them but I love the the idea of a shark and you know the anatomy and everything about them those books that I would get would be it would be educational and inform and informational but it wasn't like the babysitter's club or goosebumps or um anything that was popular at the time I might get a goosebumps did I ever read it no mainly because I was a scaredy cat and I still am I don't really like horror that much and there are movies that I will watch that are considered horror, but they're psychological thrillers, so I prefer them over, like, your hack em up or somebody's chasing after you, like I said before. <laughs> the uh, Those weren't, like, the biggest things on my list to get. And I, I wasn't into the Babysitter's Club. I didn't babysit. I didn't have friends, so it just would, like, make me think about how lonely I was, and I didn't want to read about it, so no thank you. And that's the same thing with, like, the... Um, what was the other one? There was a babysitter's club and then there was the one with like the horses or something. The horse, I don't know. Something club. There was a club of some sort. <laughs> but I didn't read any of those because it was, um, just wasn't interesting to me. It, I didn't find it interesting. Give me something that was like, you know, 50 different things I should know about shark teeth. Totally, I'd buy that. Sometimes they would have like little tchotchke things I would probably buy because I'm a sucker for them. I still am a sucker for that stuff. Cheap crap that you don't really need, but I have it all over the place. Uh, probably the reason why my mom didn't ever give me more money because I come home with crap. <laughs> no. But I loved it. And if you think about the book fair, you can visualize it and you can also smell it. Just the smell of the books and the paper. And it was just, it was just great to be able to get away from the class be able to shop on your own, and and I do love going to bookstores. I don't go very frequently now, not just because of COVID. It's because um, I feel like bookstore, like when after Borders went went bust, I stopped kind of going. They had like books, books and more that were in Ma that was in Maze Landing that took over Borders that I used to go to all the time. And we would go because they still had like the the cafe area, so we would go. And we would sit, have some coffee or a latte or whatever. And I would mainly get magazines because I loved anything that was fairy related um, and also writing. I would get like the Writer's Journal or Writing Digest and poetry. I would also get stuff on poetry because I find that, I find that fascinating. Uh, I'm not anywhere. Cl I like I write poems, but I'm not anywhere close to these people who write. They write poems like like meat and potato poems me I'm just like some side salad over here and it, it's kind of interesting but you know some oil and vinegar it's not like ranch dressing <laughs> it, I've been seeing a lot of memes about the the Scholastic Book Fair and I don't know if why I don't know if maybe I've talked about it and you know how like when you're talking they they're listening 
I know you're listening. Stupid phones. So you'll see things that are advertised or geared towards whatever it is that you're talking about or what if you have looked at your search history. Now, I haven't researched it prior, but I've seen people share stuff and then I'll like click on it. So obviously they're getting it that information that way. So which is fine because it, it sparked this whole podcast episode that I'm very happy to talk about. And it's it was a happy memory, I you know, about school-related. Usually, like, anything school-related, it's not a happy memory. So the Scholastic uh, books that you would get and the book fair were highlights <laughs> of my time in hell. Not that I – this is, like, my show-and-tell part, but you can't see anything. Even though, technically, I could record myself with a camera. I'm not going to do that. This is a podcast. You're supposed to listen, not see. Oh my god, I'm just knocking everything over. Okay. I think it was in third or fourth grade. I cannot remember. Um, I have a, it's called the the um, Fun Facts Organizer System. Almost like a trapper keeper kind of thing. I don't know if you remember them. So it's, it's your organizer with your, um, a ring binder, a smaller book, and it will have like, uh, these inserts that you can have your diary, your personal information, notes, stickers, activities, and fun facts. There's also an insert. So this is what I got, and I have my – okay, here we go. I was 11 when I got this. So 1994. So what year what, – what grade was I in? Sixth? Between fifth and sixth grade. Oh, yeah, Miss Kane. I was in fifth grade. Look, I wrote down the teacher. Well, you can't see. I can see it for you. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was in fifth grade. So I got this in fifth grade, and um, I was looking recently to see if they – because you could get – the insert in here is uh, all of the, the stuff that you could put into it. It has unusual pets, practical jokes, how to draw and paint, logic puzzles, a fun guide around the world, an atlas, and, and so on and so forth. So I was looking to see if they if this is still available, which it's not, and it's a shame because I love this thing, and it is kind of it's seen better days because I used it so much. I loved every single bit about it, and like I said, I love stuff that was informational. I, most of my books that I have in my bookshelf over there that I'm pointing to that you can't see um, is about like history, ghosts informational things when I got this this was my favorite thing and I still have it so I still had it around and out for myself so obviously it, I'm just so glad I still have this because like I said after our major move in 2018 I lost a lot of things that I had held on to since I was a baby and I lost a lot of things after that because we couldn't take everything so the fact that I still have this is is great. It's just it's a part of me that I can take forward and if Bryce ever cared my son uh, to know he has this. But anyway, so I I did actually find some more inserts. This this actually was published by the Hendersting Publishing Company which is based in England. So if you go online, majority of the stuff that's on sale like on eBay, it's all from England. So it's going to cost me $38 to have a little pack of papers that are worth a dollar 
to have it sent to me. Not worth it. But it's cool that they're still around. Or, you know, it's still circulating. They just say vintage. Now everything from the 90s is vintage. It's, ugh. <laughs> Guess I'm vintage too. So the other book I have that I know that we got from the Scholastic, because one, it's, it's published. It's published by Nintendo, but it was... Um, through the Scholastic Book Club. So you see the Scholastic thing on there. But it's a Nintendo thing. Because it's a Pokemon book. This is my brother's. And it's seen so much better days. Between him and my son going through this. So the fact that the, the pages are completely bent up. Because you can. You, these are the original Pokemon. So the original. How many? 150. So the original 150. The official Pokemon handbook and um oh it says it right on the front so it's seen it's all been up from going through it and also my son had a penchant for to eat cardboard and books so there's a bite mark on it so that's fun but it's, it's history you can see as it's gone through the generations so that's something from the scholastic book club that my brother got so this was in 1999 1998 excuse me 1998 we we are a family of book lovers now um my brother my brother reads has always read his whole life he he enjoys reading just like my mom i'm kind of like my dad my dad did enjoy reading but he enjoyed reading the reader's digest <laughs> so i enjoy reading but i enjoy reading about historical things and taking on information i i I just love information and I think that's why I went back to school and I'm actually enjoying majority of it. There's moments where like especially like the test taking I like to take in the information but on my own terms and not having to be tested on it you know it's it is what it is it's school so I get it they have to know they have to know what you know and if there's that there's no other way of figuring that out I guess. Like I said um, I would prefer to write a, a book. <laughs> then take a test or work in groups so um that's really all that i have for this episode um i wanted to like i said i wanted to make sure these uh episodes were a little bit longer than the 27 minutes to half an hour i feel like longer ones um gives you more time to sit and more t more time to pass to listen to this baloney that i'm spewing um when you're at work, you want to be able to sit and like let the, the time pass. And if you're listening to something that you find interesting, the time will pass a lot faster. And if it's longer, then it's just be it's beneficial for everybody because then the date is almost done. You don't have to worry about we can go home relax or try to relax because I know when I come home, I come home to having to let the dogs out and doing dinner and doing laundry or whatever it is I have to do and then doing school. This past weekend, this would have been out a day earlier, but I did nothing this past weekend, and it felt so good. At the same time, I feel like, oh, I could have done a whole lot. Yes, but I do a whole lot every other day and every other weekend, and I just wanted to just sit and be a bum for like, you know, 48 hours, which I did. I played video games. Yep. <laughs> so... I hope you enjoyed this episode with um, the book fair and Scholastic. I hope it brought back some memories. Um, I hope you have some of the books that you might have gotten. Like, you know, I really like the fact that I still have some of these. And 
it's it's a uh, a time capsule so you know it'd be cool if you had it too and you can pass it down to the generations i know people have like heirlooms and i'll just have like here is my fun facts organizer <laughs> whatever so at least it's just something from that past that just brings back good memories and, and you want that Again, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you'll check out uh, my previous season, season one. I have uh, 10 episodes with an introduction, and uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing 12 episodes this time, so I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. I got this going, and I'm excited, so, you know, whether or not everybody's listening to it, like I said before, it's not really, a, it's kind of about that, but I mean, I would like to have a, a bigger following, but I know that it takes time. And I got to get used to it and I got to like bring in some people so it's not just me talking all the time by myself. So I get needing to have a little bit more of a dynamic. So I'm working on that. Um, I'm in the, I'm early, in the early infant stages of this. Okay, give me some time. So please check out my blog on GabrielleCataldi.com. I update that twice a week or I try to for the most part I've been doing that. So and uh, these podcasts will be out once a week. Usually over the weekend, I posted it, the last one on a Monday. This is going to be posted on a Monday, so maybe that'll be my schedule before it was on a Friday or Saturday, so whatever. It's whenever I have time, so, you know, work life, right? So I hope you've enjoyed, brought back some memories, and please, like I said, check out the other episodes. You can listen to these on Spotify and any other podcast provider um not just on the website it so if you need to have it like queued up on your your phone and you don't have to go onto the website to listen to it you can listen to it through spotify or through apple itunes google wherever you listen to it so thank you again for listening i hope you enjoyed and i hope you will check back on next week for the next episode thank you again for listening to me and this is gabrielle signing off for that 80s child the generation why Bye.